The New Orleans Saints advance to 2-0 in the preseason. A lot of good from Kendra Miller, a lot of good from rookie quarterback uh, Jake Hayner. We saw some exciting plays from Peyton Turner, but we also saw so, so, so many penalties. All that right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? It's your host, Christmas Vogel, and welcome back to another edition, another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast brought to you by Scott Vicnair. Injury lawyers who've been injured in any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheeler, or hurt offshore, Scott Vicnair handles it all. You can give him a call at 504-500-1111 for a free consultation. That's right, a free consultation. They'll always fight for the win. So let's dive into the Saints. 2-0 in the preseason, not that that means anything to us because we all know it's about the regular season, stacking wins, making the playoffs, winning the NFC South, going from there. But 22-17, to they beat the Chargers. There were some really fun moments from this one. There were also some really frustrating ones. But let's start off with something good that I thought was very encouraging, and that's Peyton Turner. And early in this game, we get Peyton Turner blowing past his assignment, getting to the quarterback, forcing a fumble. That fumble ends up being recovered by rookie defensive tackle Brian Brzee. So you see two potential back-packed players making a big-time impact for the Saints there. That's what you want to see. And then even as you watch the game progress, if you guys paid attention to Peyton Turner throughout, it just seemed like the left tackle for the Chargers never really had a clear answer for him. They'd always have to slide the left guard over to help with the double. They really had to help out. They were not going to leave him one-on-one with the left tackle. And when they did, Peyton Turner was often winning that. So for me... When I see Peyton Turner shine the way he did to start, that was extremely encouraging. And I think for for the Saints, you see what he's doing in practice. You saw a little bit of a flash last week for him to come out and force the fumble. Just a great showing from him. And I think for Peyton Turner, that's going to do a lot for his confidence. And I think for New Orleans, if they're going to take that next step right, I think it comes down to having guys like Peyton Turner stepping up. And I think for this defensive line, we're all kind of looking around, right? Who's going to help opposite of Cam Jordan? Hayden Turner should play a factor. He's finally healthy, and now he's making plays. So I thought that was absolutely one of the positives. But there are other positives, too, of course, and that has to be what rookie running back Kendra Miller did. I thought Kendra Miller started off looking really solid, and I think it's crazy to think about last week, right? Four carries, five yards, not a lot, but he gets hurt. And we all start to worry about his knee injury. Should they bring in Kareem Hunt? Should they sign a big-time running back? He's got to go get imaging for his knee. Then you find out it's not a serious knee injury, and then you hear He might be available for the Chargers game, and you think, ah, there's no way he's going to play. He just got hurt a week ago. Well, he does play, and he was pretty good. Now, 10 carries for 23 yards and a rushing touchdown. Maybe that doesn't look juicy to you. But what he did as a receiver, you know, I thought was really phenomenal. Three catches, 35 yards. Used him on a wheel route. I mean, they were using him in the passing game pretty much the way we've seen Alvin Kamara been used in the past, and that's encouraging to me. That's what I want to see from the Saints. And look, I think for Kendra Miller, this should be a confidence booster for him. And when you go into week one, obviously Jamal Williams is going to get the bulk of the touches. But I think Kendra Miller looked really solid, and I think this is going to also, similar to Peyton Turner, although not to the same extent because we're talking about a third-year player versus a rookie, I think this is going to bode well for his confidence. And I saw enough today from Kendra Miller to feel like he'll be able to make an impact as a rookie for the New Orleans Saints. So I was definitely thrilled to see that. And I think Kendra Miller is only going to get better as he gets his feet under him. And the fact that he didn't re-aggravate his knee injury to the extent that he's going to miss time, perfect for him. Because I think if we look over the last couple of seasons, the Saints have had their rookies, especially their top type of picks, whether it's first, second, third round, they've been injured, right? Pete Werner, Peyton Turner, Cesar Ruiz, like to start the season, have never really been healthy. So when Kendra Miller misses minicamp because he's recovering from a knee injury and then bangs up the knee, In the preseason, you start thinking, oh boy, here we go again. Not the case, though. Thought he was really encouraging. Like, if you really go back to that wheel route, guys, uh, a lesser pass-catching talent at the running back position doesn't come up with that play. Kendra Miller does. And I've said it throughout the thing, right? At TCU, primarily uses a runner because he was damn good. But, man, you really saw today what he can do in the passing game when you want to utilize him. So, thumbs up for Kendra Miller. I thought he was really impressive. But it wasn't just him, right? He wasn't the only guy that I thought was impressive. I mean, are we going to talk about what Lalos did at the end of this game? I mean, if we're talking about just putting on a clinic, Nico Lalos, three sacks, five tackles. He was he was phenomenal. Pass breakup. I mean, towards the end in the fourth quarter. I mean, a lot of us watching were thinking, man, this game's taking forever, right? And it's stalling. Well, Nico Lalos was trying to put an end to it. Pass breakup, a sack, and then a sack. The Saints gave up a fourth and 23, which was egregious, but... 
He's another guy that stood out, right? If you're doing the three up, three down. For me, my three up today, Kendra Miller, without a doubt. I still love what Peyton Turner did. And I also love what I saw from Nico Lalos. And it wouldn't just be there, right? I thought Shaq Davis looked really good. And we'll talk about some of these guys in depth tomorrow with our Monday show, of course. But I think we saw a lot of promise from those four guys that I just mentioned. And of course, it doesn't stop there. I thought rookie quarterback Jake Hayner looked a lot better too. You know, I think Jake Hayner today, the stats might not pop off the, the sheet, right? You might see that, you know, 11 for 17 with 118 yards, no touchdowns, but no picks. And I think the one thing we saw from Jake today was decisiveness, confidence, a big play rolling out of the pocket to get his drive started. And if he doesn't get knocked out of the game, and if Brian Edwards doesn't have two silly penalties in the red zone, we're looking at his stat sheet a little bit different. So when I start talking about guys that looked good to me today, Jake Hayner would be another one. You know, last week, Jake Hayner, I said he struggled, but he finished on a high note. He finished with that touchdown drive, and that was really impressive because that's where the pressure was on, and that's where he delivered the most. And I said, I wonder if that kind of confidence leaks into the next game, and you think to yourself, Man, I could do this. I just did it in the most important drive of the game. I can do this over the course of a 60-minute of a game. And we saw that today. Now, not a whole 60 minutes for him, right? We really only saw a half of Jake Hayner, but it was a really impressive half. And what I loved about him was if the deep shot's there or intermediate plays there, he's taking, if not, he knows to quickly get to his check down. And this isn't me, by the way, trying to throw shade at anyone, but when you watch Jameis Winston play today and you watch Jake Hayner play today, one of the two quarterbacks got rid of the ball a lot faster. And it wasn't the guy who's been in the league for a long time. It was actually the rookie in Jay Kaner. And this isn't me taking a shot at Jameis Winston. I thought Jameis did some good things today. I also thought he held the ball an awful lot. But when you watch the two, because when Jameis was in, everyone was saying, man, this O-line stinks. They're not blocking. But then when Jake's in, no one was really complaining about the pass blocking. Why? The ball was getting out quicker. Jake was doing that. Jay Kaner, I thought, did a really good job of being confident in the pocket. So that was another thing that I liked that I saw from the rookie quarterback. So there was a bunch of things today, but when I was logging it down and going through my notes, uh, those are what kind of stood out to me, right? thought Jake looked impressive. Kendra Miller, as you mentioned, looked impressive. Nico Lalos put the team on your back at the end. That was phenomenal. Saints forcing turnovers. I mean, this is a defense that did not force turnovers last year at all. And now they're forcing turnovers in the preseason. I get it, it's just the preseason, but at a pretty good clip. And you hope that carries over to the regular season. So there, those are some good. I'll continue on the positive uh, before I get over to the negative and start slamming this team. I thought the kicking battle today, really impressive. I mean, we're talking about Will Lutz and Blake Rupi not missing a single kick. Now, Will Lutz, I would argue more impressive, three for three with the 51-yard field goal. Had one block, but there was too many men on the field. Gets negated. Blake Rupi, two for two. His longest was 37 as opposed to Will Lutz's. But... I charted this down. I'm going to read word for word from my notes as this was going on. I wrote, Blake Groupie is a starting caliber kicker. If he gets released and loses this battle, Saints won't be able to get him back. He'll be on someone else's roster. So you can go the Blake Gillikin route from two years ago, right? Where you do the injury, you kind of stash him, and then you get to play them the next year. Or you let Blake Groupie go and he goes elsewhere. Maybe Denver, who doesn't have a kicker. Sean Payton would probably love to snatch him to the Saints. Or Blake Groupie just flat out wins the job over Will Lutz. But I think both kickers today were phenomenal. And I think the Saints have two of the top 32 kickers in the league right now. And I know people are not going to go, well, what a, what a difference that makes. But this is a legitimate battle. And I thought both were excellent today. So tip my cap to Will Lutz, but also tip my uh, cap to Blake Groupie. So those are some of the good. Let's get to the negative now. I wanted to start a little positive. I was feeling good. Let's get to the negative. Brian Edwards cost himself a roster spot today. I didn't think Brian Edwards was going to make the roster coming into today anyway. But boy, he lost it. If there was ever a shot for him to make the roster, it's gone now. It's gone. The Saints had two touchdowns wiped off the board on the same drive because of Brian Edwards getting penalized. Same drive. Those are the type of things that lose you roster spots. Earlier in the game, Saints had a screen pass that went for a very, very long distance. And I saw Kawan Baker make an excellent block on the outside. And I was like, man, that is something that makes you have a chance at getting on the roster. What Brian Edwards did was the complete opposite. And to kind of factor in, it's not just that Brian Edwards had some mental errors throughout this game. The Saints are getting good production from other guys. Shaq Davis, three catches for 63 yards today, a lot of them contested. I thought he looked impressive. John Trey Kirkland, another really good game, three for 59. I thought he looked impressive. So I think for New Orleans, those, those uh, two looked good. A.T. Perry, three for 22 
nothing special compared to last week, but A.T. Perry's still making more plays than Brian Edwards. So when Brian Edwards finishes the game with a donut in catches, two costly penalties, and he's not creating separation, and he kind of rounds off his routes, which I don't really love, I don't see how he makes the roster. So that's one of the, the other negatives that I would say for the New Orleans Saints is, man, th- th- those are sloppy. And Brian Edwards, by the way, what he did today brings me to a big, big problem for the New Orleans Saints. Too many penalties. Too many penalties. I don't care that it's the preseason. 14 penalties for 141 yards is unacceptable. Unacceptable. The Chargers had five penalties for 26 yards. And if anyone's going, well, there's a discrepancy so big, the refs, I don't want to hear anything about the refs. You can't be that sloppy. And most of them for the Saints are pre-snap penalties. That shouldn't be happening. Now, the counter argument that people will be having is, man, a lot of these penalties are coming from guys that aren't going to play on Sundays. And to that, I'd say, okay, fine. But the way I've always kind of been taught and the way I view it is penalties and discipline are a reflection of the coach. And the one thing Dennis Allen coach teams are not is playing clean football. They don't do that. They're they're highly penalized teams. So when I see 14 for 141, that makes me sick to my stomach because that very well could be a 10 for 100 type of game on a Sunday that costs the Saints. You know, today in the preseason against Easton Stick and the Chargers, sure, 14 to 141, didn't burn them. Could have at the end, though. I mean, they had a chance, the Chargers, to, to win this game. But in the regular season, guys, that can be costly. And I think the, 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 the silly thing today would be to see the penalties and go, ah, it's fine. It's guys that don't really play on Sundays. The Saints will be fine. I personally think that's a dangerous way of looking at it. That's just how I see it. I think it's a dangerous way. I think it's better for the Saints to come in tomorrow and be like, man, we were too fucking sloppy and we got to fix that. Because if they let this to kind of fester, I promise you, the season's going to start, games are going to matter, and the Saints are going to make stupid mistakes. And none of us want this. Like, I'm watching the Saints right now, guys, and I see certain guys making plays, and I really feel good about this team talent-wise. I really, really do. It's not to mislead. It's not to overhype the team because I love them. I genuinely think the Saints have a lot of talent, and I think the Saints can make a lot of noise this year. But they're not going to make this noise if they're that penalized. So that needs to be better for New Orleans, and I hope to God it is. But that was the one thing today that stood out to me where I was like, God damn, every quarter, every crucial moment, every time you thought they'd get some momentum, pre-snap penalty. And that's why at the end of the day, even though they scored 22, 15 of the 22 is from, from field goals. And that also plays a factor into Sundays. Now, you think with Derek Carr, the offense will be a little bit better, sure. But... Settling for field goals, and you settle for field goals a lot because of penalties, I don't like that. And we've seen that movie before with Dennis Allen, and that's why I get nervous. So I'm not saying this is going to be the indictment of the team and it's going to be their fatal flaw, but the final preseason game, I'd like to see the Saints clean this up because 14 for 141 is pretty disgusting. It's pretty disgusting, guys. So that's the way I look at it. Again, I thought there were a lot of positives today, especially from an individual level. I thought there was a lot of positives there. But boy, oh boy, I mean, that's a huge discrepancy. 141 yards to 26 in the penalty column, it's not going to work. And it's, it's a shame because the Saints won a lot of the crucial battles. Turnovers, time of possession. But that one, they lost, and they lost it pretty bad. So that was a negative that I saw. Again, another one that I put down, and again, I'm not saying this is the worst thing in the world. I think this is just who he is. I thought Jameis Winston out of structure today was a mess. I thought he had a really fun throw late in the the first half to Shaq Davis, and it was a bullet. And Jameis showed you what he can show you when his arm talent is just insane. Like, I've never watched Jameis Winston and thought he can't do it. Like, the arm talent's there. But he holds onto the ball an awful lot, and out of structure plays are just a freaking disaster sometimes. Again, as a backup, great backup right now. I still think Jameis could start for other teams in the league. Don't get me wrong. But I think if you watch last week's game and the way Derek Carr conducts himself, and then you watch Jameis Winston today, you do see the difference. And this is not me slandering Jameis. I still think Jameis does some things well. And I didn't think he played awful today. I just thought there were too many plays, though, where I see him kind of doing the cha-cha slide out of the pocket. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Got to get the ball out quicker. 
And maybe that's something that we'll see over time or not. I just kind of think this is who he is. He's going to make a couple plays that wow the hell out of you because he is one of the more talented guys in the league. And he's going to make some plays that you so why are you holding onto the ball? Why are you looking like Brett Favre 2.0? So that's the way I looked at it with him. But we'll see what happens. Last positive I'll say before I get to fan Q&A because I want you guys to kind of drive the vehicle here and lead us. Whether you have comments, predictions, concerns, thoughts on the preseason game, thoughts on the season coming up, Whatever it is, we're going to get to everything you guys have to say, so please leave your comments in here. The last thing I'll note is Jalen Smith looks pretty good today. Jalen Smith just joined the team. I think he made the team today. Now, maybe maybe that's an overreaction, right? But if I think Brian Edwards lost his roster spot, I think Jalen Smith on the other side of the ball won a roster spot today. Absolutely. I thought he was good, man. Came out, big-time tackle, laying the boom, brought the energy, had a pass breakup later in the first quarter. Energy was there. So when you make a low-risk, potentially decent reward signing into Jalen Smith, and I know it's just the preseason, but he comes out with that type of energy and making plays, I like that personally. I I thought that was fantastic. So kudos to Jalen Smith. I thought he did a damn good job today. So before I get into your fan questions... Going to give you guys a quick message from DraftKings, so make sure you leave your comments in here. We'll be back in 30 seconds. With the NFL season right around the corner, nonstop football action is in sight. You can get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app before kickoff, Use code BOOT to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you just bet $5 on any NFL bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BOOT. The crown is yours. Once again, thank you for DraftKings being a part of the program here. So without further ado, let's get into what you guys have to say. And we'll go from there. And here we go. Saints419 says, all them penalties made my eyes bleed. Uh, You are not alone. And Jerry says the same thing. My God, these penalties are a major Pain. They were, like I said, 14 for 141, 14 for 141. That is insane. And in really bad spots, like I just mentioned Brian Edwards before, had you taken those out instead of three, you got seven. That's a big difference in a ball game. And that's why I said Brian Edwards probably cost himself a roster spot. Brian says Peyton Turner looked good. He did, man. He really, really did. I thought Brian, I thought, uh, well, got Brian Edwards on my mind with the way he played. I thought Peyton Turner looked great. And I think when you see stuff like this, guys, I think that is fantastic for the Saints because, again, he's been really good in training camp. And a lot of people have fair complaints, right? They go, all right, I like that he's making plays in practice, but I want to see you make plays in games. Well, that's back-to-back weeks now that I thought he's looked really good. And I said this last year, and I know it was kind of a weird take because he didn't do much last year, but the way I view Peyton Turner is I think there is a good player in there. I think there is a guy who can make plays on Sunday in Peyton Turner. He just can't stay healthy. I don't think it's he needs to stay healthy and he needs to produce. I just think he needs to stay healthy, and if he does that, I think he's going to produce. And maybe that is the the optimistic side of me that's talking right now, but I really I really feel like he could be that, and I think today's just another sign of him getting in the right direction. Bush Cena says, how about Lalos? He was fantastic. I, you know, I don't know if he made a roster spot today yet because, again, it's a tough defense to crack, but, man, I, I think that at the very least, this guy's a practice squad player after today, right? Minimum. And if he does this again or does something similar, how does he not make the roster? The motor, the clutch moments that he stepped up, uh, he was phenomenal. Down, Kroll, and Edwards. Yep, I agree. Kroll, had, uh, Kroll was interesting to me. Like, it started off nice. He had that grown man catch on the left side of the field. Then he had one that got ripped away that I personally thought he should have came down with. And then later... Hayner throws a ball that you could argue should get picked, right? So you could say if it got picked, it would have never came down to this. But it didn't get picked, and then it hit Kroll right in the numbers. So got to come down with that. Jack says a lot of penalties suggest lack of discipline. Same thing happened last year. It's a fair complaint. It's a fair complaint. I I can't blame you guys for feeling that way because that's my concern, right? My concern is kind of like this. The game being too sloppy, what does that mean for the Saints? Is this... this a sign of things to come? Or will a game like this be the one that turns things around in terms of being a cleaner football team and not making these silly mistakes? Because the false start 
The offensive pass interference, the stupid things that happened in this second half were just unforgivable. Seeing the Chargers convert at 4th and and 23rd, remembering they're the Chargers. (laughs) Yeah, look, look, I'm not going to lie. I kind of laughed on that play because Easton Stick just throws up a prayer. And he he did get hit when he when he threw it, so kind of like wobbled through the air. And the secondary was more so watching that ball, thinking it's going to fall to their laps instead of attacking the ball while it's in the air. And that gives the receiver the chance to kind of make the stab at it and and bring it in. So stupid play. Glad it was the preseason. Glad the Chargers were not able to convert the rest of the drive. But it was a little ridiculous. Brian says A.T. Perry better be on the roster. I would be stunned if he doesn't make the roster because I think if you don't put him on there, you're not seeing him again. Like, if if A.T. Perry's not there, he'll be somewhere else this season. And I think that A.T. Perry played so well last week that, yeah, 3 for 22 isn't anything crazy today, but the man went like 6 for 70 in a touchdown last week. So I can't ignore how good that was. I think he'll be good. Cilantro the Kid says Jake had a hell of a game. I thought Jake was great today. Maybe great's a strong word, but I think the things that he did poorly last week, you did not see today. If you take out that throw that I just mentioned, right, where the the corner kind of undercuts the route, tries to get the pick, misses, and then Kroll drops it. If you take out that throw, there was not a a pass that Hayner made that I didn't see the vision or I didn't see confidence. and, and And I thought to myself, man, I don't know what he's doing here. Every single decision he made today, there was decisiveness. There was precision. There was great anticipation, and he looked like a guy that has been there before. And for him to turn that switch, because last week he looked nervous. I don't care what anyone says. He looked nervous last week. He didn't look like th- look like that this week. And now I can't wait to see how he plays against the Texans. Can he finish the preseason with two quality play uh, performances? That's a good sign for this kid. But I, I think the Saints, at the very least, today, Jay Kaner did more than Ian Booker, Garrett Grayson, ever did in the Saints uniform. Jack says, gotta love those Brian Edwards obvious pick plays at the goal line. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't get it. I I don't want to rip him too much. I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, that's, that's just, uh, he's not making the roster. That's all I'll leave it at. Jack says, are the Saints saving Jamal Williams or is he hurt? I don't think he's hurt at all. I think the Saints are being pretty cautious about Jamal Williams. Because Jamal Williams is your starting running back come week one because obviously you don't have Alvin for the first three games. And I think Jamal looked pretty solid last week. Hard-nosed runner. I think it was eight carries for 29 yards, if I'm not mistaken. And there was no point to play him today, right? No point. So that's the way I view it. He's not hurt. He's going to be your week one starter. Jamal doesn't need preseason reps, in my opinion. And he got a good amount last week. That's what I would chalk it up to. You're right, Chris. Penalties are a problem and always have been with Dennis Allen teams. Coaches can't control everything, but discipline and penalties penalties always fall on the coach, fair or not. It, yeah, right? Like, for me, us Saints fans, we need to be fair, right? When the Cowboys inevitably lose in the playoffs this year and they're undisciplined, we're all going to say Mike McCarthy teams are undisciplined and the penalties fall on Mike McCarthy, and we're all going to be right. So we got to be fair when it involves our team that it does fall on DA. Because at the end of the day, who's the coach? It's Dennis Allen. So he's got to get these guys in the room. The good things they did, you you look at it, you see what you did right, but there's a lot of shit that they have to clean up. And honestly, I don't think it's stuff that they can't. These false starts, these pick plays, these are things you can easily correct. The Saints are not making mistakes because they're not talented enough, or they have a gaping hole out of position, or uh, you know they have too much young talent at one spot and they have to get acclimated there. I've often said the Saints have a very good blend of veteran talent with emerging stars slash potential pack players who are really young and should get better on the fly. So it's not because they're too young. It's not because they're not good enough. These are silly mistakes, and they're going to get it out. I, they they got to get it out. And that's on DA. That's his job. So what's your big things going into this finale of the preseason? Uh, if you mean like big things that I'm looking at, uh, solidifying the wide receiver group, I, I don't know right now what it's going to look like, right? Like A.T. Perry's had some moments. Uh, obviously, you know, Shaq Davis had some moments today. I thought John Trey Kirkland, for the most part, he had a really bad return late in the second half, but he's been pretty solid at times. I thought Kawan Baker's looked better this year than he has at all in the Saints uniform. So, you had Kirkwood with a touchdown last week. Saints got options. And I think the one thing the Saints are not going to be afraid to do 
is get rid of guys who are not going to cut it at this wide receiver spot. Because last week, James Washington doesn't have a catch, and he gets cut. Now, Brian Edwards didn't have a catch this week, and he had two silly penalties. If the Saints want to do a good job of making sure they start to trim their crowded wide receiver room and also make a statement about how penalties are not acceptable, I'm not saying you make an example out of Brian Edwards, but if you cut Brian Edwards, it's not the worst thing in the world in terms of you're kind of trimming that that really crowded room at wide out. And you're also showing the guys, like, we had two touchdowns taken off the board because of penalties. So I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. So I'm looking at the wide receiver room. I want to see more consistency from Jake Hayner. I'd like to see Isaiah Foskey do something worth noting. We have not seen anything yet from him, unfortunately. I would also like to see more from Kendry Miller in terms of more with a good today. Not a lot of carries because you got to get him ready for week one, but if they do use him, I'd like to see a little bit more. And even a guy like Daryl Williams, I actually thought Daryl Williams had moments where he bounced it to the outside well, and guess what? It was a holding call. So need to see a little bit better out of him. Lucas Kroll, I think it's now or never. I think he misses the roster anyway. But if you want to make a difference for the Saints or for another team that may be watching, you got to be more consistent. So those are some things that I'm looking at for sure. That's just the way I see it. Brian says, do you think they will look to trade Winston and have Hayner as the backup? I don't personally, but who knows? I just think I look around the league and I start to get surprised that like some teams have backups that are a little bit better than you'd think. You know, and then some teams drafted guys that are playing well. Like, I thought the Raiders would need another quarterback. But Aiden O'Connell's looked really good. He's got like three touchdowns and no picks through the first two preseason games. He looked better than Jimmy G this past weekend. Granted, didn't play against the starters, played against second stringers and third strings, but he's looked good. So, some of the spots I thought, not really. Washington, now that Sam Howell's the starter, their backup is Jacoby Brissett, and he's a very respectable backup. So, I don't know where the spot is for Jameis. You know, maybe someone gets hurt midseason and that's the spot where Jameis opens up or whatever. But I don't know if the Saints are confident enough in Jake yet to be the backup anyway. Although I think Jake is showing that at the minimum in his career, he could carve out a backup role at some point. But I don't think they'll trade Winston yet. Jack says Jalen Smith may be a massive steal if he stays healthy. He just got to make sure he doesn't whiff on tackles and continue to bring the energy. And he's definitely going to do the latter because he is just an absolute energizer bunny at the linebacker position. But he needs to make sure he doesn't whiff on tackles. And we'll, make, we'll see if that happens. But that's the way I look at it with Jalen Smith. Do the little things correctly, and he'll be just fine. If he plays the way he played with with the Giants last year, honestly, the Saints would take that in a heartbeat, and it'd be a steal. If Traquan makes this team over Shaq, it will be criminal. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but, like, I think Traquan's still going to make the roster. I'm not saying I agree with it, but, like, I think Traquan, he's, he's goddamn run-blocking. Gives him such an edge. But I thought Shaq Davis was so good today. And watching him, I'm like, I don't know if they'll be able to stash him. If he gets on the practice squad, it's a matter of time before someone else signs him. Do you do the whole IR thing with him? But then I feel like you take away a year from the kid, which kind of stinks. But he was phenomenal today. And if he has another game like that, boy, he makes it tough on the Saints. Because he was pretty good last week. He was really good this week. So... For the Texans game, this goes back to another question too. Things I'm looking at. That might be another one that I'm looking at. You know, I thought he was really good. I'm honestly amazed that Jalen did that damn uh, did that damn good in a few snaps he had. I would have loved to see him stay. I agree. Like, we're, we're talking about a guy that literally just got signed. Like, for him to come out and do what he did, I thought that was pretty impressive. So, really liked what I saw from Jalen Smith. Traquan has overstayed his welcome for two years. He has, but he keeps on coming back. He keeps on coming back. No matter how many times you try to bury Traquan Smith, Traquan Smith shows up, whether you like it or not. So I don't know what to tell you guys. I would imagine he's back for at least another season. I'm sorry that I'm saying that, but that's the way I see it. Keep Jameis. We need all the help we can get uh, with Carr's first year. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think there's a rush to get rid of Jameis. And I don't really think the, the market right now is huge anyway, but I no rush. Luxury of having three quarterbacks right now. Jack says, I saw more emotion from DA tonight than all of last year. Yeah, he was he was pretty animated, which I do like to see. But now you got to clean it up because you can sit there and give me the, the performance and the theatrics. But if you come back next week and you have 10 penalties again, then I don't give a shit what you're doing on the sideline. Whatever you're doing is not working. So 
I agree. I think there's fire under DA. I think DA knows this is a make or break season, obviously. But now he's got to he's got to make sure he gets better results. And I want to see them start to actually produce on a week-to-week basis in terms of making good on the mistakes. Rusty says Foskey, y'all about it. Uh, I don't I I liked the pick when it happened, and I'm not out on the kid. Trey Hendrickson took time. Cam Jordan took time. Davenport took time, and he also took a lot of time off our lives because we were so frustrated. Peyton Turner's taking time. It's just how it's kind of been with these defensive linemen. So I'm going to have patience with Isaiah Foskey, but the more I see him, the less I think we're going to see a lot of him in the regular season, if that makes sense. Uh, I think Everjack, I said multiple times that he's pissed as uh, pissed as fuck. Oh, well, that's for DA. Yep, I agree. Merriweather building momentum. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I really like what he's been doing kind of as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Had four for 26 today, so that was good. Obviously, he's a runner, nothing crazy, but the Saints were not running through the Chargers today. A lot of their damage, obviously, done through the passing game. How concerned are you about the defensive line age curve, particularly with Cam and DeMario? Well, you know... I've always said this. The Saints are weird where, like, Cam Jordan, your first level of defense, aging. Middle of defense with DeMario, aging. And then that safety, you got Tyron Matthews aging. But if you take out those three players, the Saints have a lot of young talent. Marshawn's still young, which is ridiculous. I feel like he's in year 10. He's like 26, 27 years old. Adebo's only in his third year. Alante, year two. Jordan Howden is, he looked pretty good on special teams today. So maybe you got something there with him at safety. Obviously, Pete Werner is an absolute dog, and I think he's going to continue to get better. You brought in Peyton Turner young, Isaiah Foskey young, Colin Saunders young, Nathan Shepard young. So I'm not totally worried, but what I will say for New Orleans is they need to, not for this season, I think this season they're going to be fine, but in the future, you got to start finding those next foundational pieces. Like I think Pete Werner is one, and I think the secondary has enough at cornerback that there are foundational pieces there. But D-line, who is the guy that is going to be the next star there? Maybe it's Brian Brzee. Maybe it's him. But you need to make sure you have him because Cam Jordan has carried the D-line for the last decade, and you need to have that succession plan in place. Davis had a hell of a game today. Many big catches. Um, Yeah, he was great. I thought he was awesome. Like I said, I would hate to see him go elsewhere, but I also want this kid to have a chance to make plays on Sundays because he was good. DA still saying the same shit as last year about the penalties. Got to clean them up. I agree. It, someone played a loop this past, last season, and it was just like, got to clean it up, got to clean it up, got to clean it up. And like, all right, Mr. Clean, get to freaking work, man. I, I can't. If we go through this this year, either I'm not going to yell because I yelled so much last year that I've run out of energy, or I'm going to decide to just double down and yell like a madman. I'm not going to do it right now because, like I said, it's the preseason. A lot of these penalties are from guys that aren't going to play on Sundays. But I'm tired of hearing got to clean it up. I'm tired. I'm like, switch up the, the vocabulary there for a little bit. Spice it up, DA. I think every coach says it just depends on who makes the change. Absolutely. And it's up to DA to show that he's one of those guys. Kroll dropped the back of the end zone touchdown throw from Hayner. Kroll, for me, he had a hell of a day. It started nice and hot with that catch that was like, man, that's a grown man move. And then plummeted down. Straight down. So... Not good for him. I've seen more from Jake Ander than I have Desmond Ritter. Well, I mean, I'm never going to turn down some Falcon slander at this point in the season, even though the season hasn't really started yet. But Jake was really good today, guys. Jake was, Jake looked like an NFL quarterback today. And I never said that about Ian Book. And I never said that about Garrett Creason. And I promise you, at the very least, the Saints have drafted or found a backup caliber quarterback in the fourth round. And in today's NFL, where quarterbacks do get injured and there's such a premium on the position, a backup is a luxury. Shaq Davis looks serviceable. That is for sure. I was upset more about that Kroll drop, uh, the one in the end zone. Yep, I agree. And and clearly, uh, the chat agreeing with you. Mike McCarthy was the exact, exact example I was thinking of with penalties, specifically the 2022 wildcard game against the 49ers. 49ers, great minds think alike. Yep. Look, I... It's what's fair is fair. Like all of us collectively are going to do one of our favorite things this January and it's going to be trolling the Cowboys when they lose in the playoffs. And we're all going to rally together and we're going to have a great time. But we got to be fair. When Mike McCarthy's teams are undisciplined, 
It's a sign of the coach. DA's teams are undisciplined. It's a sign of the coach. He's got to turn it around. Got to turn it around. And I, I, again, I think they can because I think the Saints have a lot of high IQ football players on their roster. But I'm just curious what happens behind the scenes when we're not watching that the Saints make all these penalties and nothing's getting fixed. I, I just want to know. I would love to be a fly on the wall. But look, preseason, got time to fix it. I hope DA has a good year because our defense is just great with him on our team. It has been. And, and again, I always say this. The minute the DA era ends, just know it's going to take a while probably to get back to that sustained level of defense. Because DA's brought that to New Orleans. There's been a, a standard defensively since Dennis Allen's been there. Hasn't been all great, obviously, with the coaching aspect. He's got a chance now to redeem himself. Hopefully he does. But there's been a standard defensively. I mean, Lord, I've never, I would have never thought in a million years that the Saints would be able to consistently shut down a guy like Tom Brady, but they did because of DA's defense. So I will give him credit there. I hope the offense can step up. Just it's hard for the defense to be so good with no offensive consistency. Absolutely. They got to play complimentary football. And I do think they will, though. I think Derek Carr is a great schematic fit in Pete Carmichael's offense. The West Coast type of terminology is good for him. They have a lot of weapons. When Rashid Shahid's healthy, you can have Shahid and Olave. He could take the top off the defense. You got Jawan Johnson, who's emerging talent. And obviously, you know what you got in a Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, you know, so on and so forth. Even Foster Moreau. The Saints will have weapons. Can't let Jameis go this year. I don't think there's any point. Again, I don't think you're going to get a lot for Jameis, and I don't think there's any rush to get rid of Jameis. So I agree. Traquan is best known for the Drew Brees record-breaking plays, and that was five years ago. Look, if there's a record to be broken, Traquan Smith will be there. If there's not a record to be broken, he will not be there. Those are the rules. We know the rules to the game, and we decide to play it. I think A.T. Perry and Shaq should make the squad. Totally agree with um, with A.T. Perry. With Shaq, I want to agree. I want to see one more good game from them. But Shaq's been awesome. Absolutely awesome. He's just got an awesome name. Like, Saints throwing a jump ball up to Shaq in the red zone would be sick. And he's coming down with most of those 50-50 balls. Hand pink waving. I'm in agreement with most of all of what you say. Uh, I appreciate that. I really do. Again, if you guys disagree, I have no problem with that. You guys are more than welcome to say that. But if you also agree, I appreciate that as well. Saints love Traquan, though. They absolutely do. Traquan, Michael Myers, Smith. I like that a lot. No matter how much you dislike Traquan, no matter how much you want to complain about him, his ass is going to be on the roster, whether you like it or not. That's just the, that's just how it goes. Greg says, I thought we definitely played better than the Chargers on both sides of the ball. I hate the penalties. I think a lot of those penalties were P, uh, BS. Well, that's the thing, Greg, I agree with. That's where the penalties get frustrating. Because had the Saints lost today, the Saints would have lost to the Chargers despite being clearly better than them the entire 60 minutes. That is where the penalties kind of drive you up a wall. Who is the better passing team? I thought it was the Saints. Who is the better rushing team? You could say Chargers, and it's pretty much just because of Easton Stick. If I take away Easton Stick's rushing yards, they weren't exactly running at a ridiculous clip. Who had more turnovers? The Chargers had more turnovers, so the Saints were the ones winning the takeaways. The Saints won the time of possession. The Saints were 5-for-5 five five on field goals. The Saints had, uh, you know, uh, Headley pin them in side of the five. So, the Saints did a lot of good things today. The penalties are just frustrating because imagine losing a game where you did a lot of good things. Will Lalos make the squad? We'll see. Again, three sacks from him. But, I don't know. I, it's the, the nervous thing for me is that do you, do you end up in a position where you're on such a you know stacked position group that you can't make it? But... He was great today, and it's all about the motor. All about the motor. Because he was hurting towards the fourth quarter, but he gave 110% every single snap. So, for him, out for his sake, he does, but we'll see. Did you see how many times Bryce Young got hit in the last preseason game? I did. So, I don't want to overreact to preseason in terms of my opinion of teams, but the Panthers are putting Bryce Young with the first-team offensive line because obviously they're not putting their franchise quarterback and the guy who they just invested a lot of picks in behind the secondary offensive line. That'd be the dumbest thing in the world. And the fact that the first-team offensive line is getting bullied like that is a problem. 
And the fact that Iki Iquanu is getting beat like that is a problem. And I'm going to say this now, and I'll go on the record saying this. I think the NFC South is going to come down to the Saints and the Falcons. And I'll give the Saints the edge, but those are the two teams I think it's going to come down to. And the Bucs are going to be the worst in the division, arguably. But I think the Panthers could very well get Bryce Young hurt if their offensive line plays the way they're playing. The offensive pass interference calls are BS, and that receiver is 100% out of bounds. Look, I'm not I'm not saying they weren't. I'm not going to disagree. They were kind of ticky-tack plays, if you want to say. But also, I'm Brian Edwards, too, with the, the OPIs. He's better than that. I'm tired of tight ends missing in the end zone. Yep. That's for sure. If DA misses the playoffs, is he fired? I think so. I'm curious what you guys think, actually. I'll flip this to you. Do you think that DA should be fired if the Saints miss the playoffs? Again, season hasn't started yet. We don't have to worry about that yet. But I think the answer should be a resounding yes. Because this is a very talented roster. The only way I'd give DA an out is if like Derek Carr gets hurt and another important player gets hurt and you really got no chance. But even then, like the Saints have a really talented roster. There's no excuse. Speaking of guys from the state, Kayshawn got his first touchdown, but let me not take away from the boys. Just wanted to put that out there. Hey, no, I mean, by all means, go ahead. I am, I'm all for that, by the way. And I and I like Kayshawn's fit over there in New England. So I, I hope he balls out. By all means, if you guys ever want to drop something in non-Saints related, bring it in, I'll, I'll pull it up. I, by all means. I think Shaq has done more than A.T. Perry so far. Shaq has been more consistent if you're doing a game-to-game, right? Because I thought Shaq was good last week. I thought he was good this week. A.T. Perry, I thought, was like awesome last week. Didn't do much this week. Did have the, the play downfield that was thrown behind him. Maybe that changes things if he gets hit in stride. I don't know. But the, the thing is, the Saints got more in A.T. Perry in terms of investment. So I'm pretty sure that will play a factor there. We had two more touchdowns that got called back from penalties. Should have been 36-10. to 10. It actually should have been a blowout today. I, I very much agree. There was a point in the third quarter watching New Orleans. I'm like, they should be running away with this game. But they didn't. The Edwards fiasco. I mean, what what other way do you guys want to put it? Is Jimmy Graham going to be okay for week one? We'll see. I haven't heard anything yet. And I think that Jimmy Graham, from what I've heard, is trending in the right direction health-wise. That's all that matters, obviously, at first. But I, I think he'll be ready. That's just... I feel like he'll be ready, but we'll see. Shaq Davis playing well. He is, absolutely. Think DA will let starters get one more drive next week before regular season starts? I'm not sure. I wouldn't mind, right? Wouldn't you want like a little tune-up for Derek Carr? Because if Derek Carr doesn't get a drive next week, then Derek Carr goes like three weeks, four weeks before, yeah, three weeks before he actually gets back on the field for live reps. That's a little bit of concern if you ask me in terms of rust, but who knows? You have teams like the Chiefs who just played Patrick Mahomes every preseason game. So yeah, I don't I wouldn't mind seeing um you know seeing another drive for Derek Carr, see another drive for maybe Alvin. Because even Alvin, if Alvin doesn't play next Sunday against the Texans, then Alvin goes the two preseason games, the week off before week one, and then he goes six weeks before he plays again. So yeah, I wouldn't mind. I think DA stays, but it's like borderline. If they miss the playoffs, yeah, maybe. Saints have a lot of patience. More patience than we do. This is the worst division in the NFL. There's no reason why they shouldn't win it. I agree, but I'm actually going to say the Saints are not playing in the worst division this year. I'm going to say that the NFC, wait for it, I'm going to say the NFC North could end up being worse. I don't like the Vikings this year. I'm not in on the Bears. I don't know what the Packers are going to be. and I don't like the idea of the Lions having a lot of hype. But you can also look at the NFC West. Cardinals, I think, are going to be atrocious. And Rams are Matt Stafford injury away from being atrocious. So I think the NFC South will not have any powerhouses. But I think they'll be, they'll be balanced. And I don't know if you can say that for the North and you can say that for the West. I do think DA will be fired. But I hope he is going to be our long-term coach by getting better. I'm with you. I want to, be, I want to put myself on the record with that too. I want DA to get better. And I want DA to be the long-term coach of this team. Because I like... When teams have stability. For me, I don't know if he can be that guy though. But I want stability. I like that he has a, a defense that's constantly playing at a high level. And I don't like this turnover with coach year after year. There's some teams that I feel like I got a new coach every single season. But if they're healthy this year, 
and they miss the playoffs, you run out of excuse. You really run out of excuses. Thought Da should have been fired after that choke at Tampa, but in the context of this season, if he can't make the playoffs in this division, yes, he should be fired. I agree with you. I actually remember when they lost to Tampa. I started the live stream and I think I closed it at like 1 a.m. because I went on like a two-hour rant about how I didn't think Da should be left back on the flight to New Orleans, but he was left back on the flight. They did bring him back to New Orleans. Let him stay another year. So now he's got to validate the decision. Without a doubt, DA either brings us to the playoffs or say goodbye. Unless, like you said, the equivalent of the Justinian plague occurs with injuries. Yep, uh, that that will be the one pass for him, but no one wants that. We want the Saints to be healthy. We want to see what this team can do. I want to see if they sink or swim with the talent that they have with DA in his second year. Greg says, I think the NFC South is a floor. We should definitely win the division. Playoffs are something that I believe if we stay healthy, we should be able to do easily. Can we win the uh, easily? Can we win the NFC Championship? Look again, that is projecting to a very far out level. But I will say this about that comment, Greg. The reason I'm hard on DA, and that sounds wrong. I just realized that that just sounds totally wrong. The reason I am very, what's that? Fuck it. The reason that I am hard on Dennis Allen in terms of being a harsh critic, because that just sounded wrong so many times, is. Because there's a lot of talent on this team, and I think if you look around the NFC, you cannot name me four teams with better rosters. I'll give you San Francisco, I'll give you Philly, and if you want Dallas, I'll give you Dallas. There is not another team in the NFC that has more talent than the Saints out of those three. So when you have a top, top four talent, talented roster in the division, in the conference, excuse me, you have a veteran quarterback now that you like better than your alternative before, you have your defensive guys and your defensive head coach that you know is going to get a top 10 unit, you you run out of excuses. You absolutely run out of excuses. Will he be fired if they miss the playoffs? Question mark. I'll never understand the buddy-buddy system with this organization. I just don't think they like turnover. Did you see the nice run for Ty J Spears? I did, and I'm very happy for Ty J Spears. A lot of knock on the knee coming out of college. Was he going to have that stable uh, need to have a, a, a good career, long career? Time will tell about the long part, but it looks like he's going to be productive as a rookie. Team is undisciplined currently. If we win anything, have to clean it up. 1,000% agree with you. That Tampa game was the worst Saints loss I've ever seen. I've watched every game for 2012 to 2016. It was pretty embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. Jameis be juking people that ain't there and doesn't roll out of the pocket very well. Hayner looked good and his confidence is unreal. Uh, Kirkland and A.T. Perry are in a fight. Jalen Smith looked good. Yep, I agree with most of those points. I agree. Jameis, for me, he got he's got happy feet. I just I don't know if that's because he got hurt. I don't know if that's just because he's always revved up at an 11. I don't know what it is. But you got to play within the structure sometimes. So you, you got to. You really, really got to. And I think for Jameis, you see moments like tonight where you understand Saints had to make a change of quarterback and they had to get better. And that's why I, I know there's a lot of propaganda and a lot of arguments on Twitter and a lot of factions get formed in terms of people who are pro-Jameis, anti-Jameis, pro-car, anti-car. The reality is the Saints got a better quarterback for this season than they had last year. That's just truth of the matter. And I'm not trying to rip Jameis. I like Jameis. He seems like a great bundle of joy and energy. But he's got to play with more composure. And sometimes he doesn't have that. Jake, on the other hand... I thought Jake showed a lot of composure today. I'm rooting for DA because obviously this means we have stability and hopefully he is a good coach. That means our team's good, which is always a goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a team made of pro bowlers. I thought Dallas was moving to the Big 12. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Saints are mostly a pro bowlers. And for Dallas, maybe they will move into the Big 12. Why have I always told myself that Carr can be a top 10, 15 quarterback in the league, but he hasn't had this much talent besides the one year of Devontae? And I will say the one year, right? You mentioned the one year of Devontae. So I mentioned Derek Carr having talent. And then everyone's like, well, he had talent last year. He had Devontae Adams. He had the league leading rusher and Josh Jacobs, whatever. The Raiders lost a lot of really stupid games early in the year. I think they started one and four. That was pretty much a death sentence, okay? I think that him and McDaniels did not get along. It's very clear. And sometimes, no matter how talented the roster may be, if you don't have the coach, you don't have the coach. And I think a lot of us can learn from last year with Denver, right? Denver had a nice, talented roster. They didn't have the coach. Nathaniel Hackett was not cut out to be the guy. And then we start asking questions, does Russell Wilson absolutely stink? 
or is it Hackett? So I like Carr's talent around him this year. But more importantly, I think he's got a coaching staff that he connects with better than last year with McDaniels. And that should make the difference for New Orleans. The talent will make a difference, no doubt about it. But the connection matters. Because Derek Carr with less talent in 2021 made the playoffs. More talent in 2022, but with a coach he didn't connect with, misses it. It matters, man. Let's just hope Peyton Turner stays healthy this year. Fingers fucking crossed. I agree. I don't want to see him get hurt. The Saints need him healthy. And we saw today what he could do. Jameis has lost all his confidence. That's why he's satisfied as a backup. I, you know, I want to know. I can't say that he's lost all his confidence. I just think, like, it's too much sometimes. It's too much loosey-goosey with the football. Got to get it out quick. Half of this game is taking what the defense gives you. Like, a lot of people on Twitter love to bash on Brock Purdy. But the reason the Niners love Brock Purdy is because he's doing the quick hitters. He's taking the layup throws, the easy throws that just, like, snap, look, hit, do it, done. And he does that. And he does it to a high degree. So sometimes I would just wish Jameis would just take the easy throws. Thoughts on Merriweather would be sad to leave him, uh, see him leave. I thought he's looked really good. I, I got to be honest. I thought the kids look really good. I like him coming out of the backfield as a pass catcher. He's really done well hitting the flats. Don't know if he makes the roster. But if we're going to be kind of fair right now, he looked a lot better than Darrell Williams today. And I, I don't think it's close. I thought Merriweather looked way better than Darrell Williams today. So hopefully. Carr has always been uh, above average to solid and at times a very good quarterback. Raiders have been a terrible organization since the early 2000s, and he's had the worst defense on average since he debuted. Don't got to tell me. I agree with you, man. I mean, I love you bringing the facts. Keep bringing the facts. I promise you. Keep bringing them. I'll keep pulling them up on the screen. But I agree. Like, Derek Carr is in that class of good quarterback, good leader. Is he elite? No. Can you do better than him? Obviously. Is it hard to do better than him? No. Of course. And for New Orleans, what they've had the last two years, no stability, a lot of injuries. You bring in Derek Carr, I think he's going to give you leadership. I think he's going to give you stability. And I also think you're going to get a motivated Derek Carr. And I'm not saying he wasn't motivated these last couple of years. But I do think there's something to be said about a guy who loses, you know, that connection with the team that drafted him and he felt like he was going to play there his whole life. And it may light a fire under him. Crowell Edwards will be the next cuts. Totally agree. I'm, I, I, I can't see either one making the roster. I will say Lucas Kroll is the worst player in the NFL to have a sick-ass nickname because Saints fans love to say Kroll the Conqueror, and I think he's a badass nickname, but this man will never do anything for the Saints. And I'm not trying to rip him. I'm just saying what it is. That's how it is. Thoughts on no joint practices between the Saints and Texans? Is it precautionary for all the fights that broke out last year, or is it because we already know the majority for 50, uh, 53? I actually see it as like, I think the Saints, if they go joint practices this past week at the Chargers, then, pra- then the game against the Chargers, you're coming back home from crappy weather, obviously, with the hurricane there in L.A. Then join practices with the Texans. Then a preseason game with the Texans. Like, that's a lot to put your team through. So that's the way I see it. I, I just don't know if the Saints want to put their team through all this wear and tear and strenuous conditions for, like, a week straight of nonstop joint practices and two preseason games. So that's the way I kind of saw it. Maybe I viewed it the wrong way, but that's how I saw it. Again, Carr's not elite, and I wouldn't even say he's great, but I'm interested more than anything to see him in a more stable environment. I'm with you. I'm 1,000% with you. Uh, I can't disagree. So, guys, before I get to any more comments you have real quick, I just want to get to a quick message uh, from Crystal Hot Sauce, and then I'll get back to what you guys have to say. I need to clear something up about New Orleans. While our culinary scene might be on fire... Our food has never been about heat. It's always been about flavor. And this is how New Orleans does flavor. Are we clear? Crystal, how New Orleans does flavor. Once again, thank you for Crystal being part of the program. So let's get back into what you guys have to say. We're going to go with Jack here. Really good question. I like this one a lot. Would you be interested in signing an extra pass rusher or are you okay with what we have? Uh, I mean, I'm never against adding more pass rusher. I think that's a, one of the few positions in the NFL that you should always add talent. My question would be, what, what is out there that's going to make the difference to the Saints? You know, I don't know if that guy is out there. And I do think that the Saints, the one thing that you got to give them credit for today 
was getting after the quarterback. Three sacks from Lalos, a sack from Ryan Conley, a sack from Peyton Turner. So I thought the Saints got after the quarterback today. Now, look, a lot of it is inflated, right? Lalos just went off towards the end of the game. But I, I would say that for now, if you can, always add talent there. I just don't know who the difference maker would be that you get at this stage in the offseason. I like that Lonnie Johnson made the final play when he got hurt earlier in the second half. I agree. And plays like that he has to make because Lonnie Johnson's fighting for a roster spot in a crowded cornerback room and a crowded DB room. And plays like that will go a long way. But I do agree, right? Gets hurt to start the game. And then all of a sudden, uh, you see him make that big play. So pretty happy for him. Pretty awesome. So the Texans had too many injuries to make practice worth it. Interesting. All right. I, I, so I missed the press conference. I'm going to get back to that after. The only downside of doing these post-game live, live streams is sometimes missing DAs. I think during the regular season, I'll set up another screen where I'll have DA and I'll kind of be able to feed in what he's saying. But that's interesting. Texans with too many injuries. Uh, and Jackson, speaking of Texans, Will Anderson looked good. He looked like a monster. He looked like an absolute monster in the best way possible. It's not even getting into the cesspool that has been the Raiders' first-round pick since Carr has been there. Again, to me, he just needs to be surrounded by chaos. I'm rooting for the guy, as we should. As we should. You know, I, I think Derek Carr is a very likable guy. But since you mentioned that, Damon Arnett, wasted pick. Henry Ruggs, wasted pick. Jonathan Abram, wasted pick. Cleveland Farrell, wasted pick. Alex Leatherwood, wasted pick. All these guys I just mentioned, right? These five guys I just mentioned, first-round picks. Could you imagine whiff, whiffing on first-round picks in that high number? Five of them like that? That's just insane to me. So, Derek Carr, what does his career look like in, in Vegas slash Oakland if they didn't whiff on all those picks? From a commentary standpoint, I love Joel Myers calling Saints game. Wish you got more of that. Yeah, he just got... You know what? Some commentators just have that voice that you just want to kind of like hug. I know that sounds weird, but Joel's one of them. Like, he speaks, just want to listen to the dude all day. I could see Ronald Curry and Pete Carmichael switching roles as OC and quarterback coach. Thoughts? Um, I could see Curry eventually replacing Pete. I don't know if that'll happen now, though. And I want to give Pete some credit. I thought Pete looked really sharp the first week of the the preseason and what they did. And I do think, though, that Ronald will have a a bigger hand in the offense this year. I think he should have a bigger hand in it. But I don't know if they'll switch yet. But he'll have a bigger hand in the offense. There's no doubt about that. Hainer's going to be good whenever his time comes in a few years. I hope so, man. I really hope so. I thought he was really good today, though. Really efficient, confident. Love what I saw with him. You know, I, I really think that for Jake, now it's about getting more reps. Obviously, I was concerned when he took the big hit, right? But got back on his feet. was glad that he did. Because I would have been, again, Not this is not an anti-Jameis thing. I just think for me, it would have been really unfortunate if Jameis had to play the whole game of the preseason because we know who Jameis is. We know what Jameis is capable of. We want to see Jake play. So thank God he came back from that. You know, I, I just think um, for the Saints, we'll see. I don't want to jump the gun yet with Jake because like with with rookies and quarterbacks, you never know. But I, 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 I really feel good. I feel good about him. Who was number 27? Dreads covers name. He played well. Isaac was, he played really well. Had that pick earlier on. Um, yeah, you got the name right though. And, and I think for him, he's another one. He's kind of fighting. He's fighting for a roster spot. No idea if he's going to make it though, because obviously this is a really, really loaded room at DB. But plays like that are big. And plays like that are also big for you in terms of if you don't make the roster, can you make the practice squad? We'll see what happens. I mean, he's been around the block, you know, with Denver, uh, New York, I believe Green Bay as well. So we'll see. But he's competing. You know, big play from him. Last week, he had a big play from Ugo Amadi. So it's been around. Only time I saw Penning was when he gave up a sack on Jameis. Uh, let me say something about Penning real quick, though. Because, I mean, Penning was good, uh, especially in pass block. I think run block wasn't great, though. Left tackles can get screwed sometimes in their quarterback rolls to the left when he shouldn't. And I think Jameis did do that today. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to knock Jameis completely. But you got to play within the pocket, especially when the pocket's there. And there were moments when that wasn't there. So I think for Trevor, I would have liked to see more of Trevor Penning today, maybe a couple more snaps. I get if they want to risk injury. But, you know, I, I would like to see more of him. He's, he doesn't have a lot of live reps under his belt. Hainer is tough, man. That's something else I wanted to see from him being a smaller guy. He is tough. He is tough. Took a huge hit. Comes back in. 
Played really sharp. There's a lot I like about Jake Hayner, man. The big concern for me is frame, but he's got that like moxie to him in the best way possible. Joel Myers has goaded him and Antonio Daniels got me through these last few Pelican seasons, to be honest. I love hearing that. I love hearing that for you guys, but hopefully they give you a little bit more to cheer about um, for sure. But anyway, guys, it has been an hour. I cannot believe it's been an hour, but let me get some more comments before I wrap up. I can't believe it's already been uh, 60 minutes of this and it's been a blast. So I really appreciate you guys dropping in comments. The kicker punter rotation was interesting. I think Lutz is safe, but I'm not so sure about Gilligan. I agree with you. I think Gilligan could be on the outs. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. I got to save some topics for Monday's show. Uh, but Lutz seemed pretty safe after today. Three for three, hitting from 51. Pretty safe. Although Blake Rupi looked good. Blake Gilligan, I had no idea, man. I don't know what happened to Blake. I don't know what happened. Bring us back 2021 Blake Gilligan. He's not here anymore. I don't know where he went. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up. For this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Central, on YouTube. We'll be talking about some things for sure. Whatever we missed from today, we'll talk about. Whatever we didn't cover from the weekend, we'll talk about. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about Jimmy Graham as well. Uh, but we'll be here. So make sure you subscribe to Boo Crew Media's YouTube page. And as always, stay tuned for more content from the Straight Up Saints podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for leaving comments. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Sunday night. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week coming up. Really appreciate you guys as always. Love and blessings. Talk to you guys soon. Stay tuned for more content here from the Straight Up Saints podcast.